Welcome to the PIP Podcast. In this episode, Robin talks to Rod Angelo, also known as the Happy Farmer, about making his business viable by turning waste streams into inputs that would otherwise have cost money. Thanks for listening. So we start, we moved, we've been in Alice like 18 years, but we moved here to this block I think seven years ago. And I was, so I had like a, I've got two sons and the the youngest was a year old, just every year old. Okay. So I was staying home looking after him and we moved in here. And so when he was having an afternoon nap, I'd have a, I'd start gardening. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it just got a bit out of control. (laughs) Good on you. But we started, so in here, here we started with like, um, a friend gave me the permaculture home garden book. So we started in here doing that. Oh yeah. And I did from here over to where that other first hoop house is. Yeah. Um, It was all mandala gardens. Yeah. And Yeah, that was my first permaculture book. (laughs) (laughs) And that was good for a while, but then uh, as I sort of tried to go a bit more commercial with the veggie production mm. it just got too difficult to yeah, manage yeah um so in what way but oh just knowing knowing what you've got yeah. to then be able to sell yeah and then to be able to reliably sell so once you get orders that people want this much of this every, yeah. week, every week yeah you need to know that you can plant that every week yeah and if you're mixing it up yeah uh, so you need to have those because you know, there'll be of... crops, crops that laugh, that are in and out in four weeks. Yeah. And then you're mixing them in with crops that take much longer. It was just too yeah. much for my brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and but, everyone that does market gardening, that's how they do it. Yeah, like, yeah. And then all the tools just... I've since learned about, you know, and all the methods are just so much simpler when it's in a, in a row. In a row, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it makes a beautiful garden. Mm, and I'd, yeah. I'd recommend it still to home people making a garden at home. Yeah. Um, but also, the designs for the chicken houses didn't work because out here the climate just yeah, they just okay. fell apart in a year or less, yeah, than, okay. less than a year. And so I had to make them out of steel. I made them out of old um, trampolines. Oh yeah. That was the yeah, perfect yeah, size. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then there's still a couple hanging around. Yeah. But um, then they were too heavy to move by myself. Yeah. So then I needed to wait for helpers to. To change the yeah. garden, and that made it difficult. But then, so now we've just, and then it got overrun. This sort of garden got overrun with cooch. Yeah, right. And we're constantly trying to manage the cooch, so we turned it into the chicken run. And yeah. So and planted trees, fruit trees in the middle of where the gardens were. Yeah. Um, and do the fruit trees go all right with this intensity of chickens? Yeah. But generally, they're okay. And yeah. Well, they've got a pretty big space. Yeah, and we try and. Add as much buffalo grass as mulch. Yeah. Um, and ideally, I'd have even more. Most, uh, <clears throat> some of the better gar- best gardens I've seen around they, you know, around here, they have like a half meter of, of buffalo mulch. Yeah, that was. Saying, I've been checking. I went to the east side community garden yeah. and the west side community garden. Awesome. I think it was the west side they were saying they just have heaps of buffalo grass. And, yeah. So it's good that it doesn't seed. Well, buffalo grass is a total weed. Yeah. And it seeds a lot. But it but doesn't, does it? It's easy to manage because it's okay. just a, a clump. It's yeah. a clump of grass. Whereas cooch, as most yeah. people know cooch, it's, yeah. uh, it has runners and it's hard, uh, to, hard to get really... rid of. Um, and so, yeah, then we were like, all right, well, there's so much food waste in, or well, most people feed 
their chicken scraps to their chickens. Mm. Um, and I was buying grain and trying to pay for, you know, pay for the grain to feed the chickens. Mm. Uh, are you selling the eggs? Expense. Yeah, and then selling yeah. the eggs. And so that was such a big expense that we were like, well, let's increase our food waste pickups. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I've, I've now got a few contracts to pick up, get oh, paid, yeah. paid to pick up the food waste. Yeah, okay. And so now we've From got cafes more of, and restaurants. Yeah, and cafes stuff. and Woolworths. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, that's good. That's all these. And that's, yeah, so we're designing here. It's going to be the bin tipper will tip it onto a table where we can sort it and stuff that can be saved because there's good quality stuff yeah, coming yeah. through as well. And then the rest just goes to the chickens. Um, and then about now, normally we borrow a friend's dingo and move a pile. So we'll just make a compost pile from yeah. all this stuff that the chickens have left. Yeah. And that just moves that way. Yeah. So that that leads to the garden. Yeah. Um, so what what's the space? Like how five big acres. is it? Five acres. Um, and what have you got here? Like five what's, acres. But what, like what's in the five acres? If oh, what's in it? Oh, so we've got um, a couple of orchards, chicken run, pigs, goats. Oh, yeah. So, um, so the pigs are... Meat. Yeah. Do you uh, well, we butcher it ourselves. I, can you do that? Yeah. Yeah. So I've learned to do you that. You haven't got the stupid laws that we have. Oh, you're not allowed to. In New South Wales, you've got to like have um, a. Well, we don't have an abattoir to send it to. Okay. So I happily send so it to So you can someone. do that and sell it because you can't do no, that in New South Wales. Oh, you can't sell it. That's no. just for yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, <wait>. Of course, <laughs> of course, you can share it with your friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, although. The, well, in New South Wales, it can't even leave your property. Yeah, so there's Stupid a law of laws. like, so I sell whole animals. All right. And yeah. people come and um, sometimes they kill it here, but, yeah. you know, technically they have to kill it where they're going to eat yeah, it. Yeah, okay, yeah. But, I mean, no one's really going to care. Yeah. But, um. Because <clears throat> that's a ridiculous law that just stops people being able to. The, see, the laws in the NT are designed around um, big, big cattle stations being able to kill kill beasts on the property and eat it themselves yeah. or provide it to an Aboriginal community. So the, there are provisions. The cattle stations can. Yeah, yeah right. but that's what they're not, they don't specifically say that, but it's like I got the impression that that's why it's written the way it's written. Yeah, okay. Is it enables that. Yeah. But what, what we generally do is friends buy an animal and then we kill it all together. Yeah. We kill it together and then butcher it. We, we did four at once. A couple of years ago. Yeah. And none of us know really know what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've got one mate that knows how to butcher now. Yeah. So he just comes and tells us. Yeah. Like, All right, this yeah. is what we're doing now. Yeah, yeah. So that's really good. It would, be, it would be great to either be able to send it to an abattoir because I've got too many at the moment. Mm. Partly because it's. it's so hard there's to no just small deal scale with. abattoir? No, there was, there was one I was just exploring. There was some sort of kill room that mm. was maybe paid for as part of a grant. Yeah, so potentially yeah. there's a place to take it. Yeah. Um, there used to be, there was a program out here like a, a while ago as setting up mo- mobile abattoirs for Yeah, because um, that's what we have in... But they were set yeah. up for camels yeah, to go right. around the, like around the lands. And, yeah. Um, but I think a lot of them fell through, but yeah. I know there isn't one around. So. Yeah. That yeah. would have been handy. And you got a few caravans and... Yeah, a few caravans. So you have a few yeah. people working. Caravan in the front. Um, yeah, they work 10 hours a week for, for board. Oh, yeah. Um, 
the guy here, Ruben, he works at the um, uh, the desert park oh, yeah. as a guide, and so he just feeds the animals in the evening. Yeah. Uh, and spiders out the front at the moment. He's just generally good at doing shit. So yeah, he's yeah. like building you shit, and <laughs> we're currently trying to um, uh, clean the place up. Yeah. About three years ago, I was like, right, we've collected all the resources we need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's now actually over the overkill. We built sort of most as many of the things as I wanted to build. Yeah. So I'm like, right now we need to go lean. Yeah. And shift all the crap out. So we're still in a process of doing that. So but how yeah, much? Yeah. Oh, no, go on. oh, and then we've also got a campground which we started. Last oh yeah. Year. So we've got three. Three camps, which and I've, I've now got it on Airbnb, but it's funny the people who come through Airbnb don't get it. Yeah, yeah. And they complain about everything. It's yeah. like, well, if you read what it was about, yeah, then you, yeah. you would know what you're getting. But people at Hip Camp, who book through Hip Camp, yeah. they're all like, this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you need to just sort of say at the beginning, yeah. have no expectations. This and is what it is. Yeah. Don't like it? That's all right. We even say that. It's like it's not for everyone. Yeah, that's all right. This is what we're doing. And then we've got a little tiny home that someone built while they're here. Oh, yeah. And then it was all like, yeah, you got to make sure you can take it with you. Yeah. And um, they didn't build it well enough to take it with them. So, so is it usable? <laughs> yeah, you it's, it's yeah, it's nice. Yeah. So our we did have a um a guy who approached us about managing the market garden last year. Oh yeah. So I handed it over to him, yeah, and he just lived in there, yeah. So that was oh, good. that's good because he could then manage. He was then like, "Oh, let's try. How can we make a bit more money in the winter when it's everything's growing yeah. slower? Why don't we start a campground?" Um, so then we set this up. Had a few woofers at the time that helped us, yeah, um, make it look nice and tidy. So it's a yeah, as far as sort of profitability as a market garden, um, how do you go? It could be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was when he was managing it. Yeah. Uh, I've gone back to three days and I was, well, I was setting it all up. I probably worked for five years on the, on this place, setting yeah. it up. And um, I've gone back to my professional work Yeah, three days a week. Is that a physio? Occupational therapist. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so that's three days a week and then I, I spend two days a week. But I've also been training for an ultra marathon, so oh, right. it's in two weeks. Yeah, okay. So I've, I've neglected the garden yeah, in yeah. the last sort of couple of months. <laughs> I've got the systems all like worked out. I just so can we have a look at it? Well, yeah. So it's just got so, to so just got to work out how much I can realistically do reliably. Yeah, and then get find see who I can find that's reliable. Yeah, enough to to manage it because either I could hand it over completely to someone yeah and they could live here and run it and that would be we'd create an okay wage yeah um for them for them yeah and would you get anything out of it oh as maybe, well? maybe some veggies some veggies yeah <laughs> pay pay for the water it uses and yeah so um, when you say you could make it profitable like what's the secret to that then because it's you know, about i talked to a few people in this game and it is it does seem to be hard to make it profitable yeah yeah i think here we have demand yeah okay yeah um, yeah so we're the only ones crazy enough to do it yeah um and it's only three sites for in a space that you would have probably 50 or 100 yeah and yeah. A, view, a view of the ranges which you yeah. don't get so yeah 
Yeah. It's about about a third of an acre of mostly mostly housed gardens. Yeah, which is necessary in this climate, yeah. I imagine. So what's the system here? This is so it's got flood and drain. Okay. And then it's got overhead sprinklers and a misting unit. Okay. So did you just down. make all this or was it no, so a set-up system you could buy? Yeah, I just bought it all from China yeah, direct, okay. and including the um, all the hoop houses. Oh, yeah. Oh, not this one. This is like, yeah, but the main big ones. Yeah. Um, so I bought four big hoop houses. Um, so it's a bit of investment. About 100 of these, mm. plus I sold a third of them to, to another guy in like, doing... Um, natives. So this is normally full. Yeah. But at the moment, only half full. Yeah. Not, not onto it. But yeah, yeah it's heaps of work. greens. Yeah. And that works really well. I bought some of your rocket the other day. Oh, yeah, awesome. <laughs> That's good. Um, yeah, normally rocket works really well. And I've yeah. refined what I do commercially, like in terms of trying to make it viable. Yeah. I've just focused on quick growing greens, radishes, like, and quick growing root crops. A couple of more reliable things like rocket and chard. Yeah. I mean, sorry, chard and kale. And then small greens because if, like, now I run out of time, then it's, it gets easy to shut it down. Yeah. And then start it again quickly. So, um, as opposed to like long term things like broccolis and stuff yeah. that take ages. And, yeah. Yeah. And, cause and what about tomatoes? Oh, I've tried tomatoes um, and it should be. A good crop, yeah. But the barriers here to get it right commercially, and I just haven't paid enough attention mm. to get it right, is that our our window of um, you sort of have to have the fruiting now, yeah, between seasons, okay. Otherwise, it's too hot, and the pollen gets killed or like it's oh, yeah. destroyed, and so you can't pollinate. So there's a few just that came up by themselves, yeah. But now we're about to get frost, yeah. So yeah. you've only got like a two to four week window really for fruiting uh, for fruiting wow. each, each side and that's a lot of growing yeah and it's hard hard to get it to yeah. happen yeah. at that exact, exact time. time yeah and because we have ex- such extremes like most days will be a 20 degree difference yeah between high and low yeah yeah so it's either 25 to 45 or it's zero to 20 yeah and, yeah. and the time it takes like we had 35 degrees two weeks ago yeah and now we had our first frost yeah. So, oh, well, today was cold. Yeah. Yeah. So normally, normally, uh, this is half full of chard, half full of kale. Yeah. It's just kind of a bit neglected. Yeah. And then normally we do a house of lettuce, house of uh, rocket, uh, and then another house of mixed greens. Um, and that stuff was last year was really reliable and yeah and the sales were easy because we just knew like local IGA took this many yeah. twice a week food for Alice took this many every week um, we put this many in our veggie boxes and it's just quick and simple yeah and then you got the right tools so, so. Is, are, are there any of them growing now or oh, just, so. there's just some rocket in here there's no lettuce Lettuce jump. I just planted the lettuce. Oh wow, it's massive. Um, and then I've started experimenting with turning it into more like 
having all this stuff on the side. Oh, yeah. Um, that, that if we don't go commercial, it'll be, it'll give us a whole variety of, of For things yourself. to grow. Yeah. yeah. So in here, like, we've got pawpaw and curry and... Oh, yeah. Um, Kaffir lime, bananas. We almost got our own first lot of bananas. Oh, yeah. But just the, the stalk that had the flowers oh. got damaged and fell off. But it, it was, it's, on the, yeah. it's on the thing over there and it just, they were almost ready. They were like this big. So that's that's disappointing. <laughs> but it's just the stuff that, that's the stuff that keeps me interested. Yeah. Um, and we do school tours oh, yeah. for kids. Um, and they love, I mean, they love just when you've got stuff in the garden, just picking it straight Ready. out of the garden yeah. and trying it. Yeah. I uh, can't get my kids to do it. Yeah. But the, the, the kids that visit love it. And what's this? Oh, that's Kang Kong. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that was, we yeah, just started trying that last year. That's been pumping, but that's about to stop. Yeah. With the cold weather. And are people coming. happy to buy that? They or love you, it. Yeah. People love it, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was talking them. to someone recently and they were saying, like, it's like people, it depends where you are, I guess. Yeah. She was in Brisbane. And so people don't know what it is, so they won't eat yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, up in Cairns we saw, it was at the market. And yeah. Oh, in Cairns it would just be amazing. Yeah. It would grow so well. Yeah. Um, so that's all rocket too. Yeah. So normally this house, double house, has got at least six to eight rows of rocket growing. Yeah. And it just, um, when we're in proper production, it's I plant two a week. Okay. I plant two rows a week so I know that I've yeah. got it until I'm full and then I just... Um, rotate it as it. And how long does it take to harvest that, from planting? Uh, maybe four weeks. Yeah, that's pretty good. In in well, it'll slow down, but yeah, four to six weeks. But um, or four to eight weeks really once it slows down properly. Mm. But then in the winter time, if so, I'll plant these two rows. This yeah, one and that one. Um, and then so that's come up I had a proper issue with the watering so that's why that's just coming up mm. so that's like a week and a half in front of that one yeah just a few tools yeah that makes it so much more efficient yeah so and my latest one is the electric mower so as far as like so to make a commercial what you're feeding the soil oh, and... feeding the soil so obviously the compost that comes through yeah. from the food waste and the chickens um, but in the short term I was using um, loosen. Okay. I uh, loosen chaff and biochar. Oh, yeah. So you are using biochar. U using charcoal. Yeah. Um, and how are you making that? So we burn it in the kiln out the back. Yeah. From the pallets. And then we bring it in here and there's some over there. We've got a little shredder. And do you... Um, put it through the shredder to make it finer. Yeah. And then just um, about 10 litres each time we turn the bed over. And you mix that into the soil? Yeah, with a little... And do you, um, like, activate it? No. So you just chuck it in? Yeah. And you don't find that it... Because my understanding of biochar was it kind of sucks in nutrients before it gives them out? Yeah. Do you... I've never noticed a difference. You haven't? Yeah. No. I used to put in... I used Some to, people put it in urine or something. Yeah. So I've also got that. a... For, um, I put on a music festival. Oh, okay. So we actually have a couple of thousand litres of urine. Oh, and, okay. And I have experimented with putting it putting out the the kiln with urine. Oh yeah. So it um, would soak it up. So it yeah. soaks it up, yeah. yeah. 
and I don't, I haven't done an experiment to know the difference. Yeah, but yeah. Because uh, we just spread it around. But um, I reckon that helps. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, I mean, the idea is even if it does do it, that it might soak it up to begin with, but then it's holding that and it's exactly. letting it out slowly anyway. Yep. So if you're adding other things with it. And it's about creating space for the biology as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. So. so sorry, so compost. Yep. Um, so compost, uh, bi- um, biochar, biochar uh, lucerne chaff, yep. which we then started interplanting the lucerne and okay. cutting, cutting it with the electric oh, yeah. mower and then drying it's it and then putting it back in. Oh, okay. Um, or... And it's it's a bit hard to manage it sometimes. It's in some of the beds. It's good, so we experimented in here where we're cha- which planting and planting and harvesting all the time. It mm. becomes a pain. Yeah. But in the slower, the more permanent crops like um, the chard and the kale, mm. in between them, it's good because then you can just mow in between and just let it sort fall of chop down. And drop, yeah, just drop and drop. As it and so, do you just layer that up with the compost and everything? You just layer it up. And the well, when you loosen, no, we just the loosen straight chaff on. And, yeah, Jesus. So, so I'd have like a bag, dried, dried chaff, and then when we turn the beds, we would put um, probably twenty lit, about a liter per meter of bed. Yeah. Um, and just sprinkle it on top. Yeah. And then sprinkle some charcoal, and then if we've got compost, put some compost in. Yeah. And then we've got a little um, tilter to just turn in the top two centimetres. Okay. And so that's that's just then planted into. Yeah. And we used to also use, initially we were using um, coconut husk. Oh, yeah. Um, but I've I've changed that to trying, experimenting more with charcoal. Yeah. Because the, the coconut husk was to hold the moisture. Mm. Um, and that's supposed to be what the charcoal will do too. Okay. And I can make the charcoal. Yeah. Whereas yeah. the coconut husk comes from somewhere overseas. Yeah, it doesn't. So it's come I mean she's it's a great by byproduct. Yeah. But um it's gotta be important. It's not local, so, yeah. Yeah. And with all the costs going up of everything and Yeah. It's just yeah. easier to just also one less thing to put in. Yeah. And and now that the soil it's quite it's quite clay for yeah for the area. It's yeah. normally more sandy. So it it holds enough moisture anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> so What's the so yeah so how do you get like give it out so it's hap- yes yeah, um, so we sell it to the IGAs yeah we sell it as veggie boxes um, and how does that work the veggie boxes so they? the veggie boxes we do by subscription so we've got a, a website where people subscribe and the yeah. payments go out automatically and it's just a set thing you yeah just get what you just what's get what you get box. yeah and we have reduced the variety and just said to people, these are all the things we're likely to grow. Yeah. Um, and these are the eight sort of usual things. Yeah. Well, this is what we we aim for eight things. Yeah. And it's, it tries to be in this sort of way, like some, yeah. um, a root crop, some sort of onion, usually spring onion, yeah. uh, a herb, a microgreen, um, a large leaf, cooking leaf thing. So yeah. whether it's um, kale or chard or... Um, what well, other random things? Oh, there's some. Oracle we used to have some oracle greens. That, yeah. That's just coming back. Um, or some, yeah, some Kang Kong in summer. Yeah. Um, and then a cup, then one or two just things that are a bit more seasonal. Yeah. Um, and sometime, and now we, now that our production hasn't been awesome, we've 
there's a few home gardeners that are like, oh, I've got heaps of this. Do you want that? Yeah, okay. And we chuck it in just yeah. for variety. Yeah. And, th- and that just means we now have just um, really committed people Yeah. that just want fresh veg. Yeah. So. And how many people do you have? How many boxes do you do? Uh, only between 10 and 20. At the moment? Yeah. And do, did you do more? Uh, we got up to like 30. Yeah. But that was before I was doing the other sales. Yeah, okay. So we had more variety. Yeah. And I then, that's when I was like actually rocket especially. I think I could, in terms of commerciality, I could just grow rocket. Yeah. And, and be, it'd be commercial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, it'd be boring. Yeah. So, but yeah, the rock, because the rocket just grows really well mm. um, and really reliably and all to all, all year. Yeah. It seems to grow well. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I guess you work those things out over time. Yeah. What works and what doesn't. Yeah. So how many years did you say you've been doing it? Um, we've been on the property almost eight. Yeah. And um, started this market garden area maybe four years ago, yeah. four or five years ago. Yeah. And before that, I was just playing around trying to work out how to garden. Because yeah. before that, I didn't have a garden. Yeah. So I didn't. Had a little block, did a, did a permaculture course uh, and then went, oh, that's exciting. Like a design on a, course? Yeah, like a two-week? Yeah, yeah. two-week design course. Yeah. But I was on a tiny little block yeah. and I filled my little space and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then this place came up. We were looking for somewhere that was um, that we knew we were in Alice Springs. Yeah. And, okay. um, and I think I just really wanted to give that whole permaculture idea a shot. Yeah. And this came up. Um, yeah close to town and and no one seemed to want it so we were like oh we'll try it was less yeah. than a less than a house in town so yeah and you get five give acres it, give it a shot yeah yeah and um so permaculture like have you how have you kind of been, what are some of the ways you've incorporated <laughs> into the market garden um it's oh so having having stuff like like growing the loof loofah Oh yeah, over the top. Yeah, um, to give more shade. Now it's about to die, so we'll rip it all out and harvest it, and then we yeah. can take the shades off. Um, yeah, adding some of this, these other plants mm. inside instead of just monoculture. Yeah, inside. Um, and the composting, I guess, and, and the collecting everyone's yeah. waste. And yeah, the communal sort of cycle of. If you're going to put food out, you've got to bring in yeah. organics. Yeah. Um, so, and then I'm trying to, <clears throat> trying to, what makes the garden viable is also having those inputs making money, not costing yeah. money. Yeah. So, it makes money by selling the roosters and the chicken. The, we we um, do some incubating of chickens, so selling baby chicks. Yeah. And, and then that feeds into our our flock. Yeah. Um, any that don't get sold just go into our flock and yeah. all the roosters just go out for meat or for our meat and yeah. Um, yeah, trying to trying to get that community idea of convincing the community not to throw their organics in the tip mm. and bringing it here and then recycling it and yeah. then the hope is that we'll have so much compost that we can then sell it back yeah back out as well yeah. Um, so can you get individual households compost have you got a way to so that's been on pause for a while because 
Um, I've got a number of ideas for it, but yeah. it's been on pause because the council's been talking about doing it. Yeah. And they did a trial and everyone involved in the trial loved it, but then some people in the council didn't want it. So yeah. they just sort of said, oh, the count, the, you know, it wasn't really that successful and there's no reason to do it. Um, but I do have friends in town that we had this idea of doing, uh, their, their kids wanted to do a community pickup. Yeah. And so they'd do $5 for a 20 litre bucket. Yeah. They would bring it to their place. They would make the money for collecting Picking around their community, around yeah. their, um, t- uh, street. And then I'd, they'd pay me to come pick up their yeah. big bin. Yeah. Yeah. And so we've got that template ready to go. Yeah. Um, but it's sort of like the council's sort of talking about yeah. doing it or not. And yeah. I don't want to start something and then go, oh, the council's now going to do it. Yeah. They're going to put millions of dollars into it and yeah. just make it commercial. Yeah. Um, so that's why I went commercial because the council won't do commercial. Yeah, okay. Because that's sort of outside their realm. Yeah, it's interesting because <laughs> we've got that FOGO system now yeah. at home where they have bins and they pick everyone's. Everyone's got a caddy and a big bin and they pick it up. Yeah. And a friend of mine's on the council <coughs> doing shoots in charge of it and they're yeah. trying to get businesses involved now. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that's the kind of yeah, the it's next, their next level. Step. Of, yeah. yeah, And they're committed and they've got all the, you know, they've got special trucks that pick exactly. it up and the whole thing's kind of, yeah. but it's a big. And there's a guy in Darwin who I've spoken to who also got the, the Queen, the Woolworths um, contract for Darwin. Oh, okay. And so, but he's gone... He's upscaled so much that he had his own little truck and was going around picking up. And I was like, that's the level I want to get to. Yeah. But he's gone beyond that where he's now, he just contracts out to someone else to pick up yeah. all the food waste. But, um, yeah, I wanted yeah. to get to that level where I'm bringing a truckload home. Yeah. Or half a truckload and not having to cart bins. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just not, yeah, it's about getting the scale right. And also at the end of the day going, is this yeah. how I want to spend my time? Do I just want to do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and my Because sometimes you can have these great ideas, can't you? You go, yeah. yeah, it'd be awesome. We could do this. And then you go, but wait a minute. I don't actually I... want to do this yeah. my time doing that. Exactly. <laughs> and so for now it's at a scale where um, like it went from me doing it voluntarily yeah. for many years, um, especially with the IGAs and then. Doing the waste. Doing the waste. Yeah. And then, and, and then I was like, well, I can't. Uh, keep doing this. Yeah. It's not that much fun. Yeah, After yeah. a year or two, it's like, uh. And then um, Woolworths approached me and that made me think, all right, this is what I was hoping for, was I'd put enough time into yeah. convincing businesses to pay, yeah. get as much as I need and then do away with the free ones. Yeah. And that's where I'm at now. It's yeah. so like the IGAs, I've approached them a number of times to pay. Yeah. And um, I want well, to What do they do if you don't pick it up? They'll put it in the bin. They said to me years ago, like four years ago, when I first asked them to start paying, they said, because I was saying it should save you money because you shouldn't be putting so much waste in your bins and you shouldn't have to get as many pickups because it won't stink. And they just said, we already have a contract for our waste. Yeah. Full stop. So it's a seven no conversation. Out, yeah. And that's because they're getting charged so much money for their waste removal yeah. that the waste company doesn't matter if, even though the waste company pays per kilo for throwing it out, they charge them so much more that they can just 
doesn't um, cover it. it yeah, doesn't, doesn't affect them. Yeah, but so they've got to be doing it for other reasons yeah, rather yeah. than. So Woolworths is doing it because they've got a they've got plan. Got they've, yeah, yeah, they've got a, a policy of having no food, no food yeah. to landfill by oh, two years' time or something. Twenty twenty five, three years' that. time. Yeah. So that's why they're actively yeah look seek, seek, uh, seeking me out. Yeah. And that basically then made it worthwhile. And then since then, uh, a few more businesses have committed. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it's like, it's, it's like you said, if you don't want to be doing that, then it's now I'm like, actually, I'm at the scale of pickups that I'm, that's fine. Yeah. I do it when I pick up the kids. Yeah. I time it so it works with school pickups. That's no extra sort of driving. Yeah. Or not much. And then it's the volume. And so once I get the tippers and all that happening, where there's no like heavy lifting, yeah, um, it'll work. Yeah, it'll feed the chickens, it'll make eggs, and it'll yeah. provide us with enough compost. Yeah, so, multiple yeah. uses. Yeah. That's good. Cool. And yeah. basil, is that basil? Yeah, basil's doing well. It'll it'll last another fingers crossed a few weeks. Yeah, <clears throat> they're massive, big um, shade houses. So you take you take the shade off in winter, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it's pretty inspiring that you can do this and set it all up. And yeah. So now that it's set up, people are like you've got to you've got to keep it going. Like <laughs> so, I'm like, all right, but it just means we have to find the right people. Yeah, exactly. So I've so got, normally when you were in sort of full production, how many people did you have? Oh, it was only one. Just one doing everything. Yeah. And you? Yeah, yeah, one and me. Yeah. yeah. So do you, I would, do you I have woofers or interns or anything like that? Yeah, so we had woofers. We all, it all started Not with woofers. Not that wo- that's necessarily No, it all started helpful. with woofers. <laughs> and we went through a few years of like a new woofer every week and yeah. having woofers constantly. And they actually were in the house with us yeah. for the first year. And then we got that's burnt out. Draining. We burnt out yeah, with that. Yeah. And then it was people came and stayed and sort of there was accommodation. And so that worked because we had at least a separation yeah and I was here full time working on setting the place up and then and still really inspired about um, growing food and and learning about it yeah. so that was really good and then we've progressively gone to longer term people on yeah. the farm people that we like to live with yeah that just get on with it yeah and don't cause problems yeah. it's and, yeah, uh, now we've had woofers, I know exactly what you're yeah, talking about. So it's now, like, oh, my God, why did we do that? Oh, we yeah. don't do it anymore. I mean, I'm not commercially producing anything and I'm working on the magazine most of the time. So yeah. I'm just, yeah. And, yeah, you have, you have to be supervising them. Yeah. And it's the same for volunteers. So we have, so one day a week there's a guy who now runs the pick. Oh, yeah. He comes on a Thursday and he does the picking. So I yeah. know at least that is covered. Yeah. And um, and then he brings in a couple of his friends as volunteers. Yeah. Because um, he's a bit slow, so it's like, well, he makes up for yeah, volunteers yeah. make up for him. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but then I just know in my head it's done. Yeah. So that's fine. And you can rely on him. Yeah. And now I'm looking for someone to come and one day a week to the just plant in yeah. the nursery. And These are paid positions. Yeah, I'd yeah. Pay, be able to pay them. Um, and because I've gone back to therapy work, yeah. um, that's like financially I don't have to worry anymore yeah. about making money. Yeah. And I think that's sort of the best 
it's the best place to be in. Either you're fully immersed in it mm. and doing it full on or you you can't be reliant on, other, on making money. Yeah. Otherwise. And doing it part-time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because I think you can if you're like smashing it out every day. But if you're yeah. just part-timing it. Yeah. I mean, it's good for me to do it part-time because I'm energetic about it for yeah. the, that time. Yeah. But it doesn't have the same continuity. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, so you think it is a possibility for people to do market gardening and make a living? Yeah, but it won't, it won't be like a great living. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think maybe other places because our, our water bill is quite high. So I think if you want Is that specific to Alice, do you think? Is yeah. it, it's water more expensive here? And and of course you need you so need much. more of it. Yeah. yeah. So I've thought about not growing in summer mm. and just starting which is kind of what we're doing this year, starting maybe a month or two ago. Yeah. So that now we'd be full. Yeah. Um but I reckon two more weeks and I'll have planted everything. Yeah. So we'll we'll be back to that sort of level of production. Yeah. At the moment, that that whole house there has to be planted, and yeah. But with the Jang cedar, like so, the three bits of kit I would say to people is you get this this cedar, uh-huh. the Jang cedar. You get this tilfer. If you want to get serious, you get the um, paper pot transplanter. Ah, uh, yeah. So um, when you make little paper pots, yeah, you buy the paper pots and uh, yeah. and you plant in them because I can plant. A row, so spring onions are perfect for this. Mm. You do a row of spring onions, and you can plant a row um, in in maybe twenty minutes, half an hour. Yeah, right. Um, and when I was doing the lettuce, I could plant a row of lettuce in fifteen. Yeah, right, fifteen minutes, that's, and that's yeah. over a thousand plants. Wow! So yeah. I know five hundred plants. And so a lot of them seem to use drills, do they? Yeah. Oh, that. Pick, picker had a drill on it. Yeah, they're all pretty simple. Yeah. Like, yeah, human size. Yeah. So there's a heap of investment here. Yeah. So have you kind of made that back? Yeah, yeah. I've probably made back the... I just haven't made back the time I've spent. Yeah. <laughs> But that's just part of learning. And it's for any business, really. And that's a healthy thing to get to. And go, well, people need to show appreciation for it. Yeah. That's where I got to with the bins. Yeah, yeah. It was like, and now I've got to let go of the IGA and just yeah. actually just have to say, okay. We've, we've, yeah, yeah. I've asked you a number of times. Yeah. I don't need that. And you've done what you can to do the right thing to save it going to landfill, but, yeah, but at the end I'm, of the day, it's not something you need to carry on your shoulders. No, and now I'm saving 20 times the amount. Yeah. Because I get heaps more from Woolies. From Woolies. Yeah. Oh, we also get all the grain from the brewery down the road. Oh, cool. Which is awesome. That's so that's good. all our pig. That's why we've got so many big pigs. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise I wouldn't be able to afford them. Yeah, right. Um, so how many pigs have you got? Oh, too many. Um, <laughs> let's see, we've got a mum and like, Seven out the back, yeah, and then four left in the other, in the previous litter, yeah, at the back, and then there's more at the front, yeah. There's another six, two big ones and four small ones. And this is how we do the biochar. Oh yeah. So I just bring the charcoal in here, and then we just shred it. Oh okay. Do the mix up. 
Do the shredder. Can you just put loose sand through the? Yeah. So once it's dry. Chopper. So it's all growing in between, is it? Yes. Yeah. So it's going down in some of the rows. Yeah. That doesn't spread. The, the roots don't move. Yeah, the, it's just... the roots don't move. So on that level it kind of works. Yeah. Yeah, so that just grows and then you just chop it and, yeah, and drop it I, on. Then oh, I realised that just it. mowing it and leaving it there was way easier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then cutting it, drying it, so you used to dry it on the yeah, racks yeah. and then mulch it. Yeah. Just let it do it on the the spot. Cool. Okay. Well, thanks for your time. Yeah, awesome. You have been listening to the PIP podcast. You can also subscribe to our magazine, explore articles on growing, fermenting, composting, foraging, and much more, as well as watch our videos and listen to our podcast episodes, all on our website, pipmagazine.com.au or follow us on socials.